0: This is a Ven Pass Studios production.
1: This episode brought to you by the Hoodie Mellow Romper. Welcome, welcome to season two, episode four of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Key, MTG in the building. Skia! This is this is Sunday, October 8th. We are inching closer to the NBA season. So before the NBA season, there's just a lot of hypotheticals kind of in the air. So what we're kind of passing around today is we're passing around some questions. So we each came up with five questions of quandaries. Yeah, just crazy quandaries across
2: players, coaches, owners, the whole works. Basically, what questions do we have going into the season? What are we thinking about? What's on our minds? What what are, what's pressing right now? What are we What are we thinking about? What's What's going to define the season? So we're just we're gonna pass it along and see what we come up with today. Pass the rock, pass the rock. So I'll let you kick it off, MTG, with your first question. Boom! All right, this is two parter right here. Okay, I need you to name the player who you have the most expectations for going into the season mm-hmm. and the player that you have the least expectations going for uh into the season. This can be personal, this can be <laughs> league wide, you're both Timberwolves fans, so it could be, you know, just mm-hmm. Wolves only, whatever however you feel about it. But most expectation, least expectation going into the season player wise. Now, I wanted to be like exclude rookies, right? Yeah. Cuz sure. rookies are most sure. of shit, but sure. we don't have to. We don't have hey, to. It's, this is this it's, is whatever it's the hell open we, all we want. Players. That's right. So, um go Hondo. uh what you think go. all right so the player with the most expectations i
1: think it has to be paul george just mm-hmm. just crazy amount of offseason talk about him he has to come in and prove himself was he worth all this hype was he worth everything there and you know there's a lot of questions that i have will he actually fit into the okc roster but he has to show that he's actually worth it otherwise this this
2: whole system it doesn't make a whole lot of sense well now, the question with that, with the expectation is, was he worth what? Was he worth Oladipo and uh, Sabonis? I think even if he shows up and is injured half the season, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> That's my thing. So, just in terms of just like, hey, what they got for him, yes, like, I agree with you. There's a lot of things going on, but you have high expectations for him, as in you expect that he will do very well. I, w- I want, yes.
1: Okay. I, w- I want him to do very well to, pr- to prove that, like, the whole trade, like, setting up OKC was actually... Was actually worth it to disband their franchise in that in that fashion and to change up the whole game. So, mm-hmm. all right. Fair. In terms of no expectations or least expectations, we have to go to the one and only Matt Barnes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is he in the league? I don't think he's in the league. I Is he know. not? That's a great question. Yeah, I don't think he's well, in the league right now. That's how low the expectations are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Doki. Yeah, I think it's actually going to be on the same team. And I think the person with the most expectations has got to be Kyrie Irving.
2: Boom. I think
3: he demanded that trade. He forced that, you know, August drama on us. And, well, he doesn't need LeBron. Well, (laughs) let's see what happens when he doesn't have LeBron. So basically,
2: saying he has no excuses. He's got the coach. Mm -hmm. He's got the infrastructure. He's got teammates around him. He's got vets. He's got everything that he could possibly want on a team. Right.
1: No excuses. Do the damn thing. Let's go.
2: I I, I would agree with that. I think that's... Somebody who I also think has super high expectations on this season. And everyone expects him to do really good. And if he doesn't, it'll be a major letdown. All right, and, and G- I
3: got to be honest, like the person with the least, yeah. oh. No, 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 oh no, 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 go uh, ahead, go ahead. Hondo just
2: interrupted. No, I, like d- an ass. I definitely
3: interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he said Matt Barnes who's not in the NBA anymore. That's right. um, I think the person with the least expectations is also on the Boston Celtics, and I think that's Gordon Hayward.
2: Whoa, least
3: expectations. Yeah, I don't that's think crazy. He, well, I think the ball is going to be primarily in this all eyes on me hands, you mm. know, like on Kyrie Irving, and so you know Gordon is going to be second fiddle, third fiddle sometimes, and so I don't think he's going to have the pressure. And I'm not really expecting a whole lot because i never really have expected much from him anyways.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So here we go. My player with the most expectations on them who is expected to do phenomenally well. And if they fall short at all, it's a huge bust. Chris Paul. Right? Point God. You know, slight, de- like very little, maybe slight deterioration over the years in terms of his abilities. But he's still pretty much, a, you know, just at the, just past the peak of his powers. Right? Yeah. Going to going to Houston's got a gel with the established star there got a gel with Mike Dantoni and all these things like that are we are we actually sure are we convinced that he's able to do all these things right
1: absolutely not and
2: the expectations are so high though they're talking about Houston as like a challenger for Golden State in certain circles right or just like being able to give them a series and to me it's just like Can Chris Paul actually deliver on that? And so I think super high expectations. I have the most expectations for him. And he's been in that situation in the Clippers where they've just continually disappointed. So I think that just even adds into the whole legacy questions, banana boat, all these things, right? He's, I mean, he opted in for the one year, so he's got a contract coming up next. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I think there's a lot of expectations on Chris Paul. Um, And then the least expectations, this one's tough. This is going to sound crazy. Markel Fultz. Cuz. You got Embiid, all eyes on Embiid, right, on that team. So he's going to have high expectations for like, hey, when you're on the court, we do great. And then when you're off the court, we did shitty, right? And then Ben Simmons coming up, number one pick too, right? And he's mm-hmm. already shown in preseason that he's like looking pretty legit. I mean, his his number line is mean. It's like nine, seven, and six every yeah. night, right? Yeah. Just like looking good, running point, point guard, right? Fultz doesn't have to run point guard. So he's got two other number one picks on his team. You know, Embiid wasn't number one pick, but pretty much. So Fultz can have a shitty season, and no one's really going to care that much. Yes, Yes, there'll be the thing about like, oh yeah, you know, Boston had another steal because they got rid of him, XYZ, but if he doesn't show up this season, I don't think that'd be a good deal. Wow. I was thinking of somebody on OKC, I was thinking about Minnesota, but yeah. something didn't something didn't gel for me on that. I don't know. Maybe even somebody like um Nerlands Noel. Like, oh. so little expectation because he did the holdout, right? He didn't get his yeah. money. He signed for the low amount. Rick Carlisle storm him on the bench, right? Maybe he doesn't have a lot of expectations either. That's fair. He's going get, really like, five, ten minutes a
3: game, though, so it's kind of a weird pick. You that's know? what I'm saying. So he has little no
2: expectation. so it's exactly. interesting. even but after last year, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's going to get paid the max, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen.
3: Lowered expectations. Anyways, all right, I that's, killed the vibe that, on that. Let's that, get back that, on a roll. That's, that's
1: fair. Guy, let's go to your first question.
3: All right. Well, i got to say, there's been a lot of movement, and can't wait for the anticipation of the season. So much movement that, like, I feel like certain teams will take some time to gel. Mm-hmm. What team is going to take the most time to gel? Kick it off with you, MTG. Um, I think it's the team that's sponsored by
2: Schick Razors. <laughs> they will take the longest. Oh longest to gel. <laughs> Boom. I think the team that's going to take the longest to gel. I mean, you got a lot of a lot of like really basic picks like Cleveland, Boston, OKC, Minnesota. Yeah. I'm not going in that direction. Okay. Uh, I believe the team that's going to take the longest to gel is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Wow.
1: And yeah. and by longest you mean decades.
2: Yes, I mean it's never actually going to help. them. they're going to be a heterogeneous mixture the entire time they're together. So they got not only do they have all the whole new roster, they've got Doc, who's terrible traditionally at coaching period, end of end of sentence. But also they've got the <laughs> They've got, they've got the, the injuries, too, right? We don't know when in the year Blake's coming back. We don't know if Gallinari can stay healthy, right? you got Pat Beverly, who's probably going to punch somebody on his own team. Uh, I mean, he's a great teammate, but he's also a hard <laughs> For ass. the right reasons. Yeah, so. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, you got DJ. Who knows You know whether he's going to be happy or not. Now, Chris Paul's not there. He'll probably be happier in the beginning. But if he still doesn't get touches, you know he might... Turn into you know, Dwight Jr., in terms of just like I want all my post ups, blah blah blah. So, I just think that situation is just a lot swirling around there, right? Now that sure. Doc's not GM anymore, you got Jerry West, is he making basketball decisions? I think that's gonna take a really long time to Joe. Oh,
3: yeah, 80 year old Jerry West, actually, that's pretty interesting. I actually think that they're gonna be a sneaky, you know, dark horse, like middle of the pack team in the playoffs. Oh, I think they're gonna be pretty Mm-mm. good because I think there's gonna be like a newfound energy Mm-mm. and love for the game. That they lost. We'll uh, bet against that in the predictions episode. Hard.
2: I think that's fair. I just think they're not going to be healthy. Yeah. I just think they're not going to be able to stay on the court, and that's not going to. That's not
3: going to lead one them. additional injury that's going to happen to Danilo Gallinari and Blake Griffin, when the season's done. That's <laughs> it. It's over with. All right, I'm going to
1: go. I'm going to go with part of the the crowd that you <laughs>
2: that I dismissed that, that you
1: dismissed. I I'm going well. to go with Cleveland. Like Cleveland Boom. has to take time. Like. We haven't seen it yet in the preseason, and I, I really think they need to they need to kind of get their act together. They have so many stars and like so it's much true. talent. A lot like, of how how does it all come together? And it's it's obviously centered around LeBron, but like when it comes back, how is that all going to gel? And it's yeah. it's going to take months. I, I,
3: I honestly think so. I agree. I think that's a really good uh, uh, conversational piece. But I think it's going to be Boston, Boston, their competitor. Really, they lost four of their five starters. That's that's
2: that, fair. They've, there's a lot of turnover there. Also, the infrastructure, though.
3: You got Brad Stevens.
2: You got his system. Like they're they're playing in a system, right? right. They're, they're, like everyone has to fit into his system. But there is something for them to fit into. Somebody like a Cleveland or a Clippers. What's I mean, even Cleveland, maybe there's a system which is everybody figure out how you play next to LeBron.
4: LeBron James. But yeah,
2: right. you know, maybe like uh, you know, Houston, they've got a system, run and gun, right? Yeah. To fit into D- D'Antoni system, the Clippers though. Like what? What system do they have? They have no system, right? So I wonder if it'll be beneficial to them and they'll gel a little bit faster because sure. they have something, some sort of model to fold into. But stick mm. in the game too. But you're right. You know, they're they're integrating a lot a of new players, wrong. and they've lost some of their identity. And dudes like Bradley and uh, Crowder. Yeah, I just um, I was really
3: excited for Boston with Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, and Jay Crowder, and I think their lineup is a little. It looks deep, but it's very young after their starting five. It's and true. so I'm just a little concerned if you're going to rely on those the youth. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's going to take a long time.
2: The rookie's going to have to step up this season. That's Mm, for sure. Yeah.
1: All right. For my first question, I want to do a little bit of a projection. Looking forward to next year's playoffs. Is there any team in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference, seeds five through eight, that can shake up the playoff picture? Just in terms of, Mm. like, offsetting the normal names that would be in the conversation.
2: Interesting.
3: Yeah, okay. So, I think... The team that's veered left, where every team's veered right, is probably the Pelicans, mm. and I think if for whatever reason, you know, just like the later half of last season was a fluke, mm-hmm. and they took the entire off season together, they gelled under Gentry's system, and Rondo cares about basketball again, and um, they might pose a legitimate threat because no other team has their identity. Yeah, absolutely. Can really respond mm. to their identity.
2: So you think the Pelicans have? Can shake things up and in, in the since they have a chance against any of the top seeds in the West? Fart. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, that'd be that's a super interesting true. team if they make the playoffs. Way but in terms of just like, like <laughs> I mean, the question was <laughs> can any of the five <laughs> through eight teams shake up the playoff picture this season? And so my right. thing was like, in the West, I don't see any team five through eight that could shake up Golden State, San Antonio, yeah. Houston.
3: Houston yeah and, okay right. okay see probably yeah all right that's i mean yeah but that's
1: but that's fair you that's know, fair I mean, their system their system and style is still different so they they could true. pose a potential risk
2: at their maximum those
1: two could
2: give anybody problems sure. for sure right so i think i think though the answer to this probably lies in the east right sure. after cleveland boston and then what are we saying like I mean, nobody else in that conference seems like invincible in round no, one. It's, so if you say Toronto, highly, you say Washington, you say Charlotte, Milwaukee. right? Yeah, Milwaukee. And to my mind, Milwaukee might even be like a five seed, right? So they fall into that five yeah. through eight category. Yeah. So I think Milwaukee would be a great answer for this in terms of shaking yeah. up. If they make a five, they could totally yep. be, I think, a Washington or a Toronto in the first round. Yes, especially easily. if they rematch against Toronto. So I think that could happen. I think, let's say Miami made the playoffs last year. Obviously, it would have been eight versus one versus mm-hmm. uh, Boston. And Boston played so terrible against Chicago. Imagine Imagine like a well-oiled machine, like Miami coming in. So I feel like Miami could do that, mm-hmm. um, but I think the answer it pretty much lies in the East. I don't, I don't okay. see anybody out west doing anything to knock the stalwarts off.
1: I'm actually going to agree with you, just in terms of I, I think Milwaukee, de- dependent on where they land, if they land as a five seed, they pose the biggest
2: potential risk for throwing off the establishment. Ooh. So. Yeah, Uh, imagine even somebody like Toronto. Let's say they have a a shittier season than expected. I mean, you guys both just like lambasted them in the uh, (laughs) in the the last episode. I was like, man, Toronto's not that bad. I mean, yeah, they're not going to win. They're not going to. are not going to win the title. (laughs) But you can't tell me they're going to be like worse than top four top five in the east Mm. and that's where they were last year but we don't know we don't know how Uh, that's going to shake out that magic
1: eight ball that's in the prediction episode everybody all i'm
2: saying is that toronto if they drop to the five seed and all of a sudden they're in the first round as an underdog instead of having all the pressure on them who's to say that derozan and lowry all of a sudden don't actually play like basketball players in the playoffs if they're underdogs rather than all the expectations
3: (laughs) right so they haven't proven anyone anything so
2: well yeah but the thing is they have proven that they can win playoff series so all of a sudden let's say milwaukee gets a three seed and and toronto gets a six seed i could still totally see toronto knocking them off in the first round
4: oh man so
2: i'm just saying like in the east because it's so fluid you can end up five through eight and still throw off you know still knock off somebody in the top so Woo! Right blocker question two mtg all right off who is the first figure in the nba player coach gm mm-hmm. towel boy whatever first person who gets fined for political expression this season
1: I think this answer is obvious. I think this is Carmelo Anthony. He's mm. he's very outspoken politically, leading okay. marches like okay in the streets, part you know with the players' union and everything. He's very political, so okay. I I would it would not be.
2: So Unusual think, to see him in, you that, think in, Silver, in that position. Silver's going to throw just throw a little little trinket fine because that's the thing, right? Silver's been so great. I don't know
1: what he's going to do, but I, I could definitely if it's if it's politically based. I think Carmelo well, serve the in thing that role.
2: is, is the 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 background for this is kind of like that. Silver has been great about letting players have political expression and not yeah. being like the NFL and being super heavy handed with mm-hmm. things, right? Yeah. So I think it would take a lot for somebody to get fined for political expression in the NBA. Um, but I think potentially it could happen, right? All of yeah. a sudden if you see like a huge thing, right? Like Silver already came out in the beginning of the season like, uh, I expect all the players to be standing, standing for the road. So if he's yeah. going to say some bullshit like that, then that means that, okay, what if they don't? Then what happens, right? And to me, it depends on who does it, right? Yes. If LeBron comes out and does it, that's you can't he's, not, that, he's not he's yeah. not getting fined, no. right? No. And so that's why I think like now that question, first person to be fine for political expression, might not be the person that is the most vocal or most out. I think Kamala's a good Carmelo's a good – candidate for that because yeah. he doesn't quite have the star power that he once did nope. and being in an OKC and you know he might just feel a little, little older a little freer you know uh, to just let some let some shots off but what do you think?
3: Um, it's anyone it can't it has to be a player or no, no, no. no anyone. It can anyone so I can be a towel boy literally a towel boy. <laughs> so there's this towel boy in Dallas <laughs> and his name is Mark Cuban and <laughs> I think he's going to go off and I think okay. he's going to be very vocal at okay. any point in time because I think You know, the Puerto Rico example was just beautiful in terms of how he responded Mm -hmm. by just Mm -hmm. literally throwing in planes. And I think he had some commentary on it, too. So maybe it's an easy answer for saying Mark Cuban.
2: I mean, he gets fined a lot. So if you're just going for just like in terms of percentages, who gets fined a lot? You know, Mark Cuban's through the roof. And yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard him comment on political things too much. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's like league rules Great and decisions rules. Yeah. and refs and stuff like that but if he decided to get political it'd be really easy for silver to find that like balance right there and be like okay i'm not gonna look like i'm a pushover so i'm gonna find somebody and mark cuban doesn't really care because i find him all the time right right and you know <laughs> and he's a white dude right now you're not coming down on a black player and, and things I, like that so i think that's i think that could hmm. be a good a good thanks,
3: choice thanks for filling in my thoughts for me I think that's exactly <laughs> what it was i just didn't <laughs> I have the means to say
2: it. The person, so I'm going I'm going dark horse here. Ooh, oh, super dark horse. Roy Hibbert. Oh my
3: god. <laughs> also out of the league. You are yeah, on fire. Today. I mean,
2: are we doing NBA? Or are we doing three? Uh, three it's out three. Th- three league. Big three. Big three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think it could actually be in the in the same vein as you were saying, Mark Cuban. Right? He's a good target because you can find him and it won't be that big a deal. I think. What if pop goes off again uh, on Trump? Whoa. But, and you know, he's always very measured, right, in terms yeah. of like his response. And he always says things that are really thoughtful and are articulate, and that's why he doesn't get fined. Plus, he's an institution, right? You just, you're not going to find Popovich. Yeah. But let's say Trump does something crazy outrageous, even more so than he's already done, right? He just really blows things away. We actually do go to war oh with God. the country or something like that. What if he, you know, what if he curses at the dude, you know, calls him some sort of epithet or something? Yeah, you could see Adam Silver just being like, "All right, I'm gonna find you ten thousand dollars because you can't call the president like a douchebag or something like that," right? <laughs> <Okay>. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, you get to, you get to continue and go on, right? Like go on with with how things are. I think Silver will be really reticent to discipline any players over their comments, but I could see like a GM, an owner, right, somebody like a Lakub, right. Somebody Mm. like that who'd just pop off at the mouth and say some shit and then then be be like, we can't (laughs) have our officials out here. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think somebody like that, Popovich, Dark Horse, I don't know if it actually happened. I think he's too, I think he's too bulletproof for that to happen but I could totally see somebody like
3: that. I had a second candidate which was Jeremy Lin. Um, Jeremy Lin and his uh, statement hairstyles. Mm. Also, I think he's just a a voice for the the brown people and I also think um, his hair is an exceptional example for commentary in the US. Like, you can't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. You gotta get to know everyone and nope. Let's move on. No, I hey, no,
2: nobody's cutting you off, man. Nobody's nobody's oh. disagreeing. I think I think it's interesting. I find him to be less representative of the groups that he is alleged to be representing, right? Mm-hmm. Than than maybe people think, right? I mean, I think people definitely latch on to him and they they look at him in a positive way, but I also don't know that he makes his decisions super consciously, right? Just because he can articulately you know say these things right like he's like i got dreadlocks and you know even though i just want to open up a conversation even though you know it could be appropriation and blah blah i just want to like start a sort of conversation like just because you can speak to it doesn't mean that you actually thought about it before you did it to me it um, seems like he didn't really actually think before he got dreadlocks about what the connotations of that would be in terms
3: of culturally right but it just and, so happened to work out
2: well, it's just so happened that he can speak about it, right? Yeah. If it was if it was Gordon Hayward that got dreadlocks, like, it'd be a completely different situation, mm-hmm. right? Or if it was, you <laughs> right, know, yeah, it, right. you know, it if it was, uh, who's the dude that dated the Kardashian that played from New Jersey? Uh, oh, Chris Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, if Chris Humphreys got
3: dreads. Yeah, that'd be end of story.
2: That's what I'm saying. So yeah. just because Jeremy Lynn's articulate and, he, you know, and things All like right, that and should. he has the crazy hairstyles, um, I think, yeah, I think Jeremy Lynn, if he did something like shaved fuck Trump into the yeah, back of his right. head, uh, I think he'd probably get fine for
3: that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> probably, yeah. You know, I was just trying to think a little outside of the box. I no, think, I think um, also, I think he went on record saying that he like wanted to copy someone's hairstyle. Hmm. And so and then there was like a Kenyon Martin. Backlash. The Kenyon Martin thing
2: was so and that's my point too, is just yeah. like Kenyon Martin was like, Oh man, he just said some he said some ignorant shit and Jeremy was like, Cool Chinese tattoos you got on your own bro. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, just like, it's like I don't know, I don't know if you really you really and that's and that's my whole point. is just that like I'm not sure either dude really thought about these things before they said them. And then they were able to backtrack it and walk it back, Because right? Kenyon Martin was like, Hey, he's a grown ass man, he can do whatever he wants, blah blah blah. You know, I yeah. think I think it's cool, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, he backed up too. Yeah, right? And that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't think either of them really thought it out before uh. they did it. And just because they're good, you know. Cover artists. One thing, but. <laughs> right. All right, uh,
1: who's up next? I'm I'm going with my second question. Okay, what team is most reliant on a single player next season? Mm, if if, if a obvious. single player
3: falls, for any team, um, you want to say it with me? One, on, on two, three. Two, three. Lebron.
2: Oh whoa <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's hilarious i actually swear you're gonna say Kawhi. i mean Kawhi definitely I, I think that's i think that's fair like the infrastructure right is the only thing that oh, that makes it hold up to me if lebron goes down or yeah. there's any like issues with lebron if he needs to go take another miami trip in the middle of the season like a couple <laughs> of years back you can't tell me that go cleveland ahead. team's gonna hang on and do anything decent while lebron's gone hmm like what? Kevin Love is going to step up. No. Dwayne Wade is going to step up. No. D. Rose is going to be old D. Rose. But they still have enough firepower. To How? What, what's the firepower? That's not it. But they have firepower. They're
1: but not they're, a team. You don't have to have firepower in the East to still move ahead. So no,
3: no, no, but I, I my, still think, think they have enough components to get there. I also don't think they need to win like 50, 60 games. They can just kind of be for right sure. there. But your for question team.
2: was who is most reliant on one player? If LeBron is not there, what team is who, most reliant? who gets shots? Kyle oh. Korver can no longer hit open shot. He has to have LeBron on the court drawing all the defense so that he can have a wide, wide open three for him to make it. D. Wade is not cutting through any lanes anymore. That dude is not blowing by anybody. He needs LeBron to suck up the attention. Kevin Love is not posted up in the triple threat position on the He's on the high on the high post like he was in Minnesota. No. All these dudes need LeBron to have the attention, to be the threat, so that he can open up opportunities for everybody else. If they're not doing that, that's not happening. D Rose is not breaking anybody down anymore. I hate to say it. No, like nobody else on that team can generate their own offenses for sustained periods of time.
3: He's breaking down the D leaguers and the preseason <laughs> second singers. So, come on, give them some slack. All right, um, fair. So, I see speaking of I'm in threat, the minority here, but cool. Are you in the minority? Speaking of threat, Kawhi Leonard, if he's yeah. not there, yeah. the Spurs feel like they're not They're a structure, they're a system, but they don't have one guy to stop.
2: Sure. That's, I think that's and fair. You're going to rely
3: on Danny Green to score 40. You're going to rely on Patty Mills, Danny Green, and LaMarcus Aldridge out of the cellar to be like, let's score 60, 40, 80 points together.
2: So, to go back to you guys' argument, in the regular season, all San Antonio does is win every night because they play hard every night and they have right. a system every night. So all of a sudden, if you have Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge shifts to the number one position. So he averages 20. Rudy Gay gives you 18. No, Ginobili comes off the bench with 11. Stop
3: listening at Rudy Gay.
2: Hey, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But all I know is, how about this? If we, If we had a five-game series. Yeah, Spurs without Kawhi versus <laughs> Cleveland without LeBron. I'm taking the Spurs I'm every time. That. I'm, I'm not watching that. That's no, what I'm, no. I'm not watching that. saying.
1: you're taking the Spurs. I'm
2: not expecting Ty Lu to be some sort of like he's not going to be able to have some wizard of like he's not going to have schemes for his team without LeBron.
3: Interesting. You know,
2: LeBron still has a
3: phone though. <laughs> Kawhi has like seven tweets all time. Well, if like, he gets
2: punched in the mouth and LeBron like right? has to wear a mask and he can't talk, have anymore. you seen his feet?
3: Nah. <laughs> that's, me t- that's me texting with my feet Oh, okay, okay, gotcha <laughs> That was interesting
2: people, on, people who can't see you Now I can tell that The people in the room With you couldn't tell What you were doing You <laughs> can't see it <laughs> <laughs> Your feet I, are under the table I, my guy. I I'm gonna I go
1: I'm gonna go with A little bit different answer For this When I initially thought Of this question I was like If you removed I think if you removed Anthony Davis The Pelicans are nothing Like mm. There's a chance That they'll still be nothing But yeah. they have to have Anthony Davis in order Good to answer. to to generate something. So, I, think that's fair. I have to go with that. But I I respect the merits of both. Now, Morris, do we think kind of...
2: jo- Joel and is no longer on this list because they have Simmons and Fultz now? Do we think like it's not going to be as big a drop off because they have like Reddick and you know, yeah. the year two for I think they have some more. of these other guys? So I think he's is he no longer on the list of consideration for this question? No, I
3: don't think so. Cool. You know Simmons is going to dictate offense and. He's I agree going to be. The, he's actually more of a cog than Embiid is now. Yeah. So speaking of like Anthony Davis and people like that, like there's going to be some tension within these new teams and even mm-hmm. with some of these old teams and you know uh, grizzled teams like Marcus Alls and.
2: That was a good pun. I caught that. That was the a good grizzled, one. Yeah. yeah, that was excellent.
3: <laughs> um, and we've heard recently that like people like Kenneth Fareed is now kind of creating some chaos. Yeah. In the locker room, and apparently, like Marcus Aldridge, quietly, you know, fixed his beef or cured his beef. Another pun. With um, <laughs> with Popovich Which disgruntled NBA star Will demand a trade or buyout this season? MTG, kick it off I need a, I need a Ooh, minute
2: I gotta kick it off, huh? Yeah. That's disrespectful um, <laughs> I think it's going to be somebody out west That wants to go east So in terms of disgruntled stars I think I think you might see uh, I think you get That's uh, a good question
1: I think there's one that, that pops up right away in my mind What's that? Ooh. LMA I I think LMA's gelling in for the Spurs is in question at this point. So this is
2: just about who demands it, not if it's actually executed or not. Because I don't think the Spurs would actually respond to a demand.
1: I don't know if they'll actually trade him, but I I think it's going to be tenuous enough over the course of this season that LMA, LMA could put in that request.
3: Yeah. What if like uh, it wasn't LMA? Name another one just randomly.
2: So I'm gonna contradict myself right here, and I said it was somebody west going east. I actually think it could also be somebody like a Andre Drummond. Who's going to mm-hmm. be super disgruntled and be like, "I'm not, you know, I'm not getting touches, not you know, nobody's name. paying attention to me, you know, I'm having an off season because of Stan Van Gundy and the infrastructure and stuff like that," and I could see him demanding some sort of trade.
1: I also thought of uh, Porzingis, but now Porzingis kind of no. has his, he kind of has his own team That's there, right now. he's right. Good. So it's like uh, you, you can't. I don't. I think you have to take him out of consideration. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, who who is what on your list?
3: Man, I wish I thought about this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do we think Boogie will be disgruntled enough by halfway through the season to demand to get out? I don't know. It it, it depends if they're winning or not.
3: I, I, I don't think, think he, I don't think he can. This is his, the strongest his, his team has ever been on. Um, person that's going to get disgruntled, I no. think I'm going to go, and this is not a star, but he is a former NBA champion, Harrison Barnes out mm. of Dallas. I mm-hmm. think he was coming into a system where he thought it would be Dirk Wes Matthews. Um, Tyson Chandler, like there would be a team. Okay. So I think he wants to go East and I think he wants to go to like something like Charlotte or you right. know, Washington or something. Interessante. Interessante. Going queso. <laughs> <laughs> MTG,
2: you ready for your third question? All right, here we go. This is easy. Who will have the best contract year? Okay. Of the people who will who are going to be free agents going into the next season. And so they're playing for their money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who has the best contract here?
1: Well, I went all the way to the bottom of the list, oh. and I discovered a name <laughs> that that may warrant some attention, mm. and, and that is the one and only Raheem Christmas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a may have been a little bit deep, disrespectful. But I, I think when I did some more research, I I think that Avery Bradley has something to prove. Ooh. Wow.
3: Okay. Good answer. Um. I'm thinking it's Paul George.
0: Boom. Ooh, I like that. I really like that. He's going into a contract year, and he's all eyes on
3: me kind of thing, and I think he's going to facilitate so well in OKC, but also he's going to have to get his, and I think he's going to completely almost overperform.
2: Okay. I think Paul George is probably the right answer in terms of just like who has the best contract year. The person I think needs to have the best contract year by far, but because they're going to be out for a minute, it's not going to happen. Isaiah Thomas. Oh, that's
1: that's a great answer as well. Because
2: th- that dude needs to like show up and say, Hey, you know, I can have the same year on a different team with a different cast, et- you know, et cetera, XYZ, but he's gonna be out for so long. I don't know if we can say like, hey, he had the best contract year. So I think mm. Paul George, because you know he's playing for that money, playing for that superstar status, playing for that max contract. I think he's going to have the best, the best one.
3: That's well, so scary. If like Cleveland doesn't win the championship, Lebron bolts. They're not going to pay Isaiah Thomas. They're just going to be full on Well, the question is, that. if if Isaiah oh, Thomas has a That's subpar
2: crazy. season for whatever reason, legitimate or not legitimate, who is paying him? Yeah, no, because he idea. deserves to be paid a lot. But no, who's going to do that on the back end of thirty? I mean, he, obviously, it's already not going to be Boston, Sacramento, or Phoenix, all the teams he already played for, <laughs> yeah. or Cleveland. So that's four teams off the bat, yeah. not yeah. going to pay him. So I think it gets really I think it gets really dicey really quickly. I think you could see somebody overpay, like maybe an Orlando, throw a bunch of money at him.
3: Yeah, but but
1: Okay, I'm going to move on to my third question here. So what head coach is most at risk early in the season for being terminated?
3: Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Alvin Gentry. The Pelicans. Oh, okay. And it's kind of weird that I'm like thinking and stuck in the Pelicans' brain right now. But sure. just like, if things don't go well, Boogie's leaving. Yes. If things don't go well, who do you blame? It's usually not initially a player, it's usually a coach or system or something. God, something's got to change. Yeah. And Rondo's Rondo, you know, like you brought this team in and you have to you work with this pe- the, these the, the personnel that you have. Mm hmm. They're not. No one's going to shoot threes on that team, apparently, except for like you know a Davis and Boogie. Mm-hmm. And if that system doesn't keep up with the West, if mm-hmm. they're looking on the you know looking up, seeing the top eight, sure. Like I think he's down like mid season. Wow.
2: Well, here's my question though: If they fire Gentry, how does that make it any more likely that Davis or Boogie stays? Boogie has had more head coaching changes than like any young star in recent no memory, idea, right? Yeah. No Just idea. like a thousand different coaches. So if they fire him, there's no way he would ever stay with New Orleans if they fire the coach that's, while that's, he's still there. Yeah, Secondly, really fair. what does that tell to Davis, right? Like, who could they bring in all of a sudden Anthony Davis would be like, yeah, I know they're moving in the right direction now. I know all of a sudden, like, are they going to bring in Jeff Van Gundy yeah, and all, all of a sudden he's <laughs> going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm staying with New Orleans. Like, I just don't see I just see having. I I think if they don't perform well, um, for whatever reason, I just don't see them making a coaching change after this sure. season. But, I think, I think it's fair. They're, they, as a team and as a franchise, are on the hot seat. So a, is that your answer? On the break
1: it's, of Rebuild. Is that actually. your answer as well, then, MCG? No not, no, okay. no, 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 no,
2: not at all. Okay, I think early season, it's going to be one Nate McMillan <coughs> in Indiana. There's no expectations for Indiana. See, yeah, that's why. But here's the thing. If you're tearing everything down and going for the Rebuild, why are you going to keep the coach that you brought on when you still had Paul George and some other pieces and mm-hmm. things like that, right? So if you're doing that's the full teardown, the full fair. tank, you're probably going to bring in, like, you're going to try and find your new college whiz kid coach, right? You're going to try and find your Brad Stevens. You're going to find your dude to come bring in and coach these youngsters, right? Yeah, sure. These Miles Turners and Oladipos and people like that. So I think if if the Pacers, less that they don't start off well, but if you just hear that there's internal friction with the team, right? If there's just like a malaise about the team, I can see Nate McMillan mm-hmm. getting bounced.
1: I'm going with the the one, David Fizdale. So, Ooh. I'm I'm interested what what the Grizzlies are actually going to be able to do this season. A lot of personnel movement over the course, most of them ending up in Sacramento. Um, uh, but right. I don't. There's there's high expectations for for, for Memphis. So I don't can, think so.
2: What's the high go. expectations? Well, they're
1: com- they're coming off of being in the playoffs. So yeah. so what? So what do, what do they got to do?
2: What, what do they expect to do this year? Well, I make don't, the playoffs.
1: I think they should make the playoffs.
2: Well, then there you go. So you're saying that... So, I mean, I, to my I point, to your point about that. high expectations, I don't know if that's a high expectation, but... So basically, they just, if they don't make the playoffs, he's in trouble. Or if it looks like they're not going to make the yeah, playoffs, he's in trouble. But I just, I just
1: don't know like how well they're going to be able to compete even early on.
2: So, so. that's my thing. Is like, And that's that's the expectation to me, is nobody knows how they're going to compete in the West, so nobody's going to expect them to necessarily, right? You have Gasol, Connolly, and that's it, right? Yeah. So, to my mind, I, I just don't know that there is... I don't know that... I think it's a
3: good candidate though too because it's like they brought in this guy that's a new life to this old aging team Mm -hmm. and they still have like a Chandler Parsons I guess and um, he didn't get it to work. He didn't get this to stay and the Zeebos and the you know, the well, Tony Allen's last Again,
2: right, he's not the GM, right? Gentry's the GM. not the GM, right? These guys aren't the guys making the decisions on personnel. So it's just the coach but. who has to deal with what, what they're given. And so
3: Well, they're gonna underperform and Fisdale's gonna be on the hot seat.
2: Is, are they underperforming if they don't make if they don't make the playoffs? Is yes. that an underperformance for Memphis?
1: Yes, I think so. So you yeah. think you think right I, now I, you think I, they're uh,
2: good enough to, that they probably will, but if they don't, that, that is an underperformance. I think so. Because my thing is I don't think Memphis is gonna make the playoffs this year.
3: Yeah, you're on fire, MTG. I think What's really funny though about like Nate McMillan, is like how Fred Hoiberg has everyone in his back pocket in with Garpacks in Chicago. Yeah, right. Nate McMillan has a very similar situation in Indiana. They brought him in because he wanted he needed to bring. Who brought him in though? Link Larry Burr Bird is no <laughs> longer there. So like, if <laughs> you're a
2: GM and you pull off the Paul George trade after Larry Bird goes, that's your first, you know, I'm making my it's mark, strike, my stamp on yeah. the team, right? What's the second thing you're going to do? You're going to hire your guy as yeah. coach, right? Yeah. You're not going hi- to You're going to keep the guy who is the other guy's guy who's out of here now, right? You want to make your mark. Yeah. You want to make this Maybe. your team. Put your imprint on it. So that's why. I'm not saying it from an expectations point of view. I'm not saying for he should be fired. I'm just saying from a, if you look at the organizational situation, that's why I picked Indiana. For Memphis, they all love Fisdale, right? He's He spoke yeah. out against statues, yeah. against the Robert Lee stuff uh, when the statues were going down, you know about uh, racism in data. the South. You know, yeah, exactly. Take that for data. He, they like him mm-hmm. in Memphis, right? If they, mm-hmm. if stuff, if stuff goes wrong, I, well, I'm gonna say this for it because I want to say something, but it's actually an answer to another question that okay, have coming sure. up. All right. And you're both going to, your both your jaws are gonna drop. Okay. Uh, teaser, teaser. Geek <laughs> RTP teaser. Question number three. Brown jaws can't jump.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brown jaws can't drop.
2: Right the teaser.
3: Uh, is it my turn? Yes. Question number three. All right. So last year we saw an explosion and social media highs. I think it was like the greatest, like companionship to a, an actual NBA game was the off was was when the game wasn't on. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, it doesn't matter. Joel Embiid just caught on fire. What happens this year? Who is going to be the social media darling this year? Could be plural even. I think there's quite a few names for this. That's Right. That's uh, I, I think there's was- I think
1: there's quite a few. Uh, l- Lonzo Ball is at the top of my list for this. He's just he's already kind of catapulted into that number one seed. Darling though, huh? <sighs>
3: well, Everyone fell in love with Embiid last year. Ninety nine point nine percent. I don't know
1: if the they'll game. be in love with him. So I mean I I think it's him and I think it's Kyrie Irving. So
2: I think Kyrie potentially I think Lonzo Ball's a little bit tougher because his whole thing is I don't talk because my dad talks yeah. and does all the things for me. Like he's a quiet dude. And then sure. and then his dad is the one who's outspoken. So I don't know that necessarily that he'll be that's just my my take on it. I think right. he potentially could, right? He could blossom into a social media uh individual. So, uh, but the other thing too is he said shit like uh, I don't think Nas is relevant anymore <laughs> when you're talking about hip hop and he's like really into <laughs> 21 Savage and shit like that. Like, you know, he's really into future, so it's just like I don't know that. I don't know that people exactly love him on social media plus he's rapping now too he's putting out songs so people aren't going to love that so I don't I don't really (laughs) (laughs) Nick Swaggy P Young wow he is going to be the inside informant (laughs) this year on the Golden State Warriors tweeting out all the behind the scenes stuff is he going to start his own podcast I mean I
3: hope so I would love that Swaggy (laughs) podcast with Swaggy P (laughs) Swaggy P and the P is for podcast get Swaggy P I love it um uh, that's so a good I think, yeah, if
2: him and uh, Alonzo G, wait, I fucked this I up know, every time. Javale McGee, Javale McGee, <laughs> 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 fuck, I, I did this all last season, didn't I? That's okay. If him and Javale start a podcast similar to the Richard Jefferson podcast, like incredible. But I just think you know, if he jumps on on uh, social media and starts interacting with Draymond and interacting with KD and KD's tweeting mm-hmm. from anonymous accounts and all kinds of stuff like that, <laughs> I just think so, like P everybody could fall in love with him if he just has like great <laughs> quotes every night. They're winning, right? He's just in the spotlight. Everybody's just like, oh, you're Renaissance as a player. You're blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like, and he just like starts going right. Like I think. I think he could have a huge redemption Man. story after the whole uh, Snapchat. This episode is brought like.
3: to you by MPG's Thoughts. This is like, <laughs> fucking amazing. All right. So my darlings, I think it's already started. Mm. Um, personally, don't give a fuck about them. Okay. But I think they're going to be <laughs> the NBA's like global, global sensations this year. Lots of pretext here. Yeah, because I'm trying to still come up with an answer. Damn,
2: my bad. I didn't mean to go wrong with that. But I got it. 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 You
3: got it. You got it. You got it. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade together. Together again, as drinking wine. The interrupting each other's interviews. The banana
2: skiff. So the banana boat. The banana canoe.
0: Banana ski ski.
2: No, don't don't ski on a banana. That's not, I'm, no, that's not a good form of contraception. Even, that's I'm, not,
3: not <coughs> going to work. Not a good form of, <laughs> of contraception, dear God. If you
2: skeet in a banana peel, I'm not sure that's really going to help you. I'm not really sure it's going <laughs> so the problems you got going on. All right, MTG. You're.
1: I I, I don't know where to go with right. that. I don't know where to go with that. You're, up you're or, up i are up. thought for, it
2: was. I thought you were up next, Honda. What's your number no, four? We all did three.
1: We all did three? Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. It's all good. It doesn't matter. I can go if you want me to go. Go. All right, yo. Mm. Question number four. Oh, yes. oh, quattro. Uh. Now let's all knock on wood. Let's all pray mm-hmm. the deities mm-hmm. that we pray to. Um. Mm. Most devastating injury to happen this season. Yikes. I think this is easy. And this is the one that will happen. This is not the one that could happen and that could derail a team if this dude gets injured. The one that will happen.
1: I think it's easy. Oh. If Clay Thompson attom- <laughs> attempts a 360 dunk in a game, he will go out with a debilitating injury.
2: <laughs> okay. I think that's fair. I think, I think you're right. That could be, and that'll be the most devastating because Golden State won't be able to recover from that. They won't win the title with that. I have no idea. Okay. Excellent.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I have no words. I just have toasters to be signed. <laughs> um, I think Joel Embiid. Mm. Again, I was gonna. Yeah, most like, devastating injury. I think it would be devastating. So you think with for him, fans worldwide as well as uh, Philadelphia. You
2: think with him? So to me, for that answer to be accurate, I would have to say like with them, they make the playoffs. Yeah. But without him, they
3: do not. They don't make anything. Also, they don't know what to do with Embiid because he's been injured this entire tenure with the Sixers, and he's up for an extension. But he's, he's up for a potential max contract. Yeah, but who else are they gonna pay? Who else are they gonna pay? That money's JJ Redick.
2: Really
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Twenty three million and counting.
2: All right, I think that's fair. I think the most devastating injury to happen this season is going to be. Don't say it. The continued injury. Yeah, I'm not gonna curse you guys like that. I'm not the, <laughs> No, just, don't. don't. I'm not that disrespectful. Do not. Do not. I'm saving. I'm saving my. Uh, I'm saving my devastating blow for your team later in the podcast. Well, oh my god. Um,
3: What would you make for that? Move?
2: <laughs> um, I think it's going to be Isaiah Thomas not coming back this season, okay. or only coming back for a handful of games, and so now Cleveland has no point guard. They lose to Boston in the East Finals. And so it's going and to be the like team Boston is dissolved. That's right. I think Boston and Golden State in the in the finals. If it can't come back, wow. They don't have the point guard juice to make wow. it. Wow. So that's my most You've devastating answer. Been
1: sitting out thinking of these answers. Oh my god!
2: All right, so I'm going
1: to move to question number four for me. Okay, what product or service will have the NBA buzzing this season? You got it. What's I that? Feel,
3: I feel like you got it. Some energy. There's going to be a new product that comes out in the NBA. Ooh. You know, you got the dabs, you got the high fives, yes. you got the chest bumps. Yes. Let's get a little retro. Let's get a little clowny. Let's put a little buzzer on your hand and have shakes and have no that's so <laughs> dumb. <damn. laughs> what's gonna bro. keep it in with the hand buzzer.
1: <laughs> Lock it in. Now for nineteen uh, ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gee? The hand buzzer is staying in. uh, Hand buzzer (laughs) MTG.
2: I got you. (laughs) Got you right here. The product is going to be sound very conventional. The reasoning is very unconventional. Okay. The poppinest product in the NBA will be the iPhone X. And you know why? Why? Because X gonna give it to you? LeBron yes because dmx uh, <laughs> <laughs> because lebron spokesman for samsung oh correct? yes apple is going to bring kyrie in as oh. <laughs> as voicing over commercials dribbling all up with the, the iphone and stuff like that and it's going to be monowi mano right and it's already oh, it's already wow. it's going to be like it's going to be controversy and conflict in at, In a, the commercial at, at space, a phone right? level. It's going to be a war. And that iPhone X is already super expensive, right? Yeah. So it just... A luxury item. NBA players are going to go for that in a second. It's yeah. going to have the augmented reality functions, like this and that. So now all this, all this, some of a sudden, these players are going to figure out how to integrate some of those things into their social media a lot mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And everyone is going to want to side on Kyrie's side more than LeBron's side. Sure. So they're going to be out here with the iPhones. They're going to be like quoting the Kyrie quotes in the commercial. Mm-hmm. Apple has all like the shots of the Earth uh, on the iPhone as the background and all the things. It's going to be a <laughs> flat Earth for Kyrie. They're going to <laughs> be like he's going to be asking Siri, "Is the Earth flat?" And she's going to say like, sure. pot- Potentially, you know. <laughs> So what I'm saying is Kyrie's gonna be a media darling with the iPhone X. All iPhone the players gonna love it because they're team like Kyrie, it. not team LeBron. Wow! And that's gonna be buzzing. Wow. Okay, I think my product is this.
1: I think it's a solar panelled stay out of the playoffs fence for the Phoenix Suns. Wow! wow. Solar wow. panel fence.
2: Yeah. I mean that's I mean with all the talk about the Trump uh, border wall and stuff I think it's a pretty dicey uh, It's a dicey, dicey product. Strategy. I don't it's think a that's, dicey product I, but it's, gonna mm, mm, it's going okay. to get the NBA talking. It's going to get the NBA talking and guaranteed
1: to keep the the Phoenix Suns out
2: of the playoff <laughs> and alive with electricity. I love it. I I predict it's going to be Phoenix's basketball players they're going to mm. keep <laughs> <laughs> not, not the hand buzzers not the hand buzzers hand buzzers are going to keep everybody out of the to the hand buzzers are going to keep Russell Westbrook happy now that he doesn't have his partner campaign to do all the dances with <laughs> uh, rest in peace my boy <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Gay question number four
3: we have a tradition here at Ryan the Pine <laughs> besides mumbling and messing up our words and Misquoting quotes. Mm. You, mm. We got a little lounge. Sky Mile Lounge. What's it called? A.K.A. The, the O-Man's o- Lounge. The O-Man's Lounge. O-Man's. Mm. Which NBA starter will be the most frequent to the O-Man's Lounge?
2: The O-Man's MFP. Oh, gosh. MFV? What were we saying? What's the initials M- here? Most M- frequent M- visitor, most frequent player, um, most lounginess, Most
3: valuable. Most lounginess player. Most yeah, loungenist. the MLP.
2: Yeah, who's gonna be the old man's MLP this season? Yeah.
3: Four twenty, no scope.
1: I think, uh, this is tough. This is tough. I from it's statistically speaking, it has to be somebody from the brothers Plumlee. <laughs> <laughs> you're suggesting
2: that anyone in the brothers probably will start i i,
1: I didn't necessarily agree with that part of it but i, I think they'll put up O'Man's man's type caliber numbers all season long
2: I, I agree with that i just don't think that they'll be starting. because the man's is a starter who doesn't score any points correct that's, that's correct just fair. to refresh that's
1: refresh
3: fair. the that's audience fair. here that's fair whatever there's no there's no plumber this that is, starts this right is
2: this is easy this isn't even a question yeah. one andre roberson
3: that's the There's name. one basketball That's
2: the for the Oklahoma City Thunder to share between <laughs> Carmelo, Westbrook, and PG. Roberson already cannot shoot whatsoever. He's not scoring any points for like half his game. He's going to start and he's going to go sit on the bench and he's not going to score. Oh man's M-L-P.
3: I like to see it. I like to see. It. I should have thought of that myself. I thought it was unanimous. I thought it was going to be. We could have set it together in mm-hmm. harmony. That <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't.
1: locking hands on the last portion of this podcast. Unbelievable. Where's my hand buzzer when I need it? <laughs> All right, game one, who was your
3: answer? Is it Roberson as well? It's Roberson. Wow. Gotta be. Wow. Wonderful. If it's someone else, it's going to be Dwight Howard. <laughs> All
1: right. So here's, here's my question five. Will the up-down player movement from the G League, this is the additional two players that have been brought in, added to the lineup this season, have any impact on the NBA this season? I know it has an impact on rosters, but will it actually have an impact on wins and or player movement?
3: I think it has no impact this season, probably in years in the future. Okay. But it's just going to have like a nice little aftertaste like oh let's bring someone in let bring someone out uh, yes yeah. yes a little a little bit of aftertaste little, of that, that that Gatorade aftertaste <laughs> yeah. a little,
2: little palate cleanser <laughs> mm, yes it's green Gatorade there's the palate I think it will but only for one team in the entire league and that is your San Antonio Spurs. They will bring somebody up from the D-League. They'll have some sort of injury. This player will come up and provide key minutes in a key position and keep them afloat, keep them above 50 wins in the regular season. Maybe does or doesn't make the playoff roster, but I think they're the only infrastructure deep enough to actually have somebody contribute to an NBA team uh, on the fly like that. Okay. I'm going to side with Guy. I don't think it's going to have an impact,
1: but I think we'll be seeing an impact in seasons to come.
2: Man, then why would you ask that question? I
1: don't know. He took my answer. He took my answer. Where's my damn hand buzzer? Let's close this shit oh my out. God, man. Uh, all, right.
2: all right, here we go. Question number five. Now, y'all, daggers coming for you. This okay, one. all right. The biggest trade that does not happen this season. So, this is the biggest trade that probably should happen this season, yeah. but will not actually happen. But it makes the most sense for both teams. They would both feel great about it, it would just be incredible. Um, but it doesn't actually end up happening. Okay, I've got my answer. I
1: don't. I don't know both sides. I don't know both sides of this, but I'm going to mm-hmm. give you the the player that I I don't think the actual trade will come down. Okay, we've we, we've already actually talked about this player in this okay. episode. I think that Andre Drummond mm-hmm. a, a, tra- mm-hmm. a a potential trade for him yeah. probably won't come together, but I think it's it's one of the big ones that should happen.
2: Gotcha,
3: gotcha. I think Toronto will probably. Underperform, and I think they're going to need to reach for something. I think they're probably going to look at trading Ibaka, they're probably looking to even look at trading DeRozan. Whoa, not not old man Lowry. You think they'll keep old man Lowry? Over I think DeRozan? they're gonna keep old man, yeah. Well, and I think they're gonna look for an Anthony Davis or a Boogie Cousins.
2: Whoa, that's crazy. Oof. That would actually be that'd be nuts, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. Certified nuts.
2: Brought to <laughs> you by WalMarts. <moments>. WalMarts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's the biggest trade that should happen, but it's not going to happen this year. Mark Gasol.
1: Mm. Yes, that that you're on fire. Gosh.
2: And Memphis's. Okay, now you, okay. You correct me if I'm wrong. Memphis's pick this season isn't the one that goes to Boston, correct? It's a future pick. Yeah. So you give Mark Gasol and your number one pick this season. Four. Andrew Wiggins and change. What? So now you've got the Twin Towers, the passing big men, Carl anthony Towns, Mark Gasol, the inside-outside double threat, what the Gasol brothers could have been had they ever played on the same team. You've got Jimmy Butler taking over on the wing with nobody else on the wing that's fighting for possessions, who's trying to prove himself, who's Fucking up the flow, right? Somebody who's gonna play defense, who's gonna, you know, be at the rim. So now all of a sudden Minnesota has Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, Marcus Carl Anthony all the Towns. Three. Yeah, exactly. Marc the three, Marcus all, and then whoever the hell else you want. Yo, that's to me, that's like better than Millsap, the Milsap Jokic, mm-hmm. and that's better than Boogie A. Davis combo. And so now you've got the Twin Towers, Jimmy Butler doing his dominant thing, Tom Thibodeau has his defense that he's always wanted. Right. Like, to me, that Whoa. makes so much more sense than you Whoa. having identical players.
3: My heart like dropped. We'll talk. <laughs> I, <was, laughs> I was like, you, I told you. they wanted I a hard check somewhere in there. For me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, now, and that's what I'm saying, right? Then I know that would crush both of you to lose the God, A. Wiggins. But can you say can you say that they would not be better if they had Marcusall? I think they would be better. I think they would be better. But no answer. <laughs> no answer no, uh, no, no comment no comment uh, I'm ready to move on see, from Wiggins
1: let's bring say, on Gasol uh, it's not going to happen anyways Jack- tackle <laughs> but it one. should happen because now later now, on in the season
2: Memphis has a future with A. Wiggins all of a sudden you know they can give up their pick because like A. Wiggins would be better than whoever they would have drafted this season probably
1: A.
3: Right. Hey, Wiggins Oh, Andrew
1: Guy this is this is one of the best questions we've on this list so you got you gotta close it out oh way to hype it up no, this, this, is, this is a great question. Right. I'm going to th- let you guys I th- down. I've, no, I thought about a long time about this question.
3: Adam Silver listened, too. He's been thinking along hard, too. Lottery has been kind of up for debate. Teams that tank shouldn't be rewarded for just losing. There needs to be an overhaul, right? There needs to be something that completely throws off the idea that if you tank, you're going to get shanked. Hmm. You're going to get shanked on an island starting this offseason. season. Brand new hit reality TV Because guess what The NBA doesn't stop With just the players Mm -mm. NBA cares The global (laughs) games in China The global games Brought to you By Silver's draft On an island Ooh All of the owners Mm -hmm. From said NBA Organization Lands Stranded On this island Yes And the only way to get that first pick In the NBA draft Is to be the sole survivor Who comes out on top Ready go
2: We've got some questions here okay. on the scenario situation. Oh shit! Sure. Are they the sole? I was pretty clear though. Y- you were not,
3: but that's okay. good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: are they the sole survivor because they have to kill the other ones, or are the other people just dying off randomly? Is it like a game show where you can just lose and not die? What are what are I mean what are the qualifications? What do they actually have to do? Because if they have to kill everybody else, you're not going to pick one of these old ass owners. You're not picking James Dolan to murk everybody else on the island. Well, are if you if we sure? want to be
3: explicit, this episode. <laughs> We'll go Hunger Game style. Okay. okay. If you want to go PG, okay. Paul George Thirteen. You know, the Cinderella story. We can go gotcha. Survivor CBS okay. special. Right. You know.
2: All right. So here we go. Here's my two. I mean, you know, either either situation yes. is my answer. Yes genie bus los angeles lakers genie well, bus do you have you guys did you read the backstory on how she had to outmaneuver her brothers and everything like that you know with the lawyers and the whole yeah. situation in order to to maintain her ownership stake and be the lead person in charge and this and that yeah like she's close with magic right anytime you're close with magic you, you know who knows how he's going to influence the proceedings right he could you know he might drop in some goodies you know what i'm saying to help the proceedings who knows but Genie Bus is going to mentally outperform the rest of them. Is going to trick them all into killing themselves. Boom. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Like Genie I like Bus. It. I am going to go with the one, the only, Richard DeVos. So Richard oh, DeVos wow. was in the Army Corps of Engineers. I think he has the skills hmm. to do this. I don't even know what team he owns.
2: He owns the Orlando Magic. Oh. Is there going to be any paper on said island for him to draw out some schematics and to no, uh, j- outmaneuver? There, there for will be okay. four. Okay. <laughs> right. He's going to run some coconuts po- Some papyrus plant. Okay he, he also ran
1: Amway So he's just going to He's going to sell supplies To all of the other <laughs> All of the other cast On the island oh. So that they'll survive So, so on Also island,
3: as, a as a dark horse island. I have uh, Prokhorov easily uh. Prokhorov Ooh that's a great pick Prokhorov is a fucking great pick That was my 1A <laughs> <laughs> Because he's not coming alone <laughs> Yeah Right exactly He's a Russian mom in his pocket Um my 1B is Vivek Ronadive. He just hides Ooh, in the shadows the whole time. No way. <laughs> he's just no going to be a little like, I'm dig a <laughs> hole, <laughs> eat, live on dirt, and everyone's going to die or PG 13 voted off. And he's just going to be just chilling, forgetting that he actually is an NBA owner.
1: The, the, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 76ers cast is just going to run out of supplies really <laughs> early on with just the sheer number of owners involved. That's so I don't, I don't think they can stay around. What, what about just the athleticism for Michael Jordan being
2: on the island? It's true. But that man's been drinking a lot of drinks, smoking a lot of cigars... <laughs> Wearing a lot of big ass jeans that are too big for him, I just don't know that he's got. A it anymore. deteriorating Michael Jordan is not going to survive. I, I would love to do, have a whole episode on this question. Just <laughs> if we're like, if we're like, it's not just the person. The person's going to be on the island, but they have the whole infrastructure sure. of all their other businesses and business partners, what and they connections. Bring? What yeah. is their one item? Yeah, because Prokhorov so, is going to be great, and then like Genie has got magic and that whole thing. Oh. But then you got like Mark Cuban, and he's out here just with like with airplane. all his connections.
1: So who's, so who's first off the you
2: island? You got you got Paul Allen, who's out here owning another team. So he just brings. Brings in all the Seahawks, right, <laughs> to help him out. Like I'm just saying, like that—that's completely fair. So uh, Garpax garpax is the first yeah. off the island. They don't own the team. Ryan Storff owns the team, but Ryan is a good candidate. I think James Dolan is going off super yes, quick. Yes, James Dolan, Mark Cuban. Oh, James Dolan. I think Dolan. Mark Cuban. Will James be, Dolan. Isn't Mickey Arison pretty old too for yes. Miami?
3: Yes, very, very, very old. Man, you guys are dropping knowledge. Now here's also, the thing: you're human. You messed up. I'm going to uh, keep that in <laughs> You should
2: uh, What about Balmer? Is Balmer going early? I don't early know. Like,
1: I, I, I think makes, you know I think Balmer you got to keep crazy I, I think he's crazy it's enough To last value. a really
2: long time Yeah He's not going to get down By circumstances He's going to be a psycho. I think Dan Gilbert Is going to go real early on as I well. agree with that I don't think he's got I don't think he can stomach it Oh man There's
1: There's a lot of good names here He's going to get
2: stomach <laughs> Gentlemen I think uh, we answered a lot of really tough questions. This yes. So. We have a, do, we, do we have a better idea of what's going to happen this next season? Not a whole Absolutely lot. Absolutely not. No, no. Not a whole lot. I, mean, but. I think we raised more questions than we yeah. answered. <laughs> well,
3: that's the point of this episode. So, a, ra- draw no conclusion. <laughs> draw no conclusion. And jump on no conclusion, Matt. <laughs> We'll be back next week with our full prediction episode. Full so predictions, so
1: playoffs, full predictions, awards. And we're, we're gonna put it on, up on our the website. Ride, right, riding the, the eight, Ridingthepine.com is going to be available before the season. So, and wow. we're gonna we're gonna put some on the line this year. Yes. I don't know what it's gonna
2: yeah. be. It doesn't have to be money, but it's gotta be. You know, it can be. We'll we'll come up with something okay. nice on the to Make you want to win.
1: I like it. Coke zeros. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Bah. Plug up you can find us on almighty baller radio for all of our episodes also there's a whole host of awesome basketball podcasts on almighty baller please go check them out these are our friends and colleagues these guys are as versed if not more in the nba than we are so i'd love for you to connect with them so you guys can keep streaming basketball knowledge non-stop throughout the season all right stay with us this is riding the pine i am hondo here with mtg and gee
3: we out
4: This is BenCast
2: Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway.
1: Riding the Pine now on Almighty Baller Radio.
2: Riding the Pine.
1: Tune in and find us wherever
2: fine podcasts are sold. Do not tap the glass. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine brought to you by God Riding the Pine. Join us on Twitter at Pine.
1: This episode brought to you by Insane Dogs. These dogs are nuts.
0: This is Stacy on her motorcycle.
4: What an incredible view! And
0: this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo!
4: Yes. Off.
0: No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policy starting at seventy-five dollars a year, quote today at progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.